Hey there, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Profanity Nation podcast, where we are the voice of the professional fan. As usual, joined here by my guys, Money Mike over here to my right. How you doing, bud? I'm good. Let's do this. Let's you feeling this. good today? Yeah. Step Hat, how you feeling? Let's go. Let's go. Where we at, Pat? Where we at? We in this bitch. You know that. Oh, let's do it. Uh, another episode. Uh, as usual, we're here every Sunday night starting at 8. 30 p.m. live Pacific, and we are streamed live. There's only certain sources and certain places you can hear us live and actually take part in the show. Uh, you can hear us live on the Good News Radio Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and then, of course, we are the official sports show for the Los Angeles Lakers fan club room on Clubhouse, guys. Shout them out. Over yeah, 9,000 members. And growing. And growing. Killing the game. Yeah, killing the game. Crispy's just killing it over there. They're always listening. They're always great. They're right here, right now. They're listening. They're ready to go. They're always ready with the smart answers, and they're, they're really smart basketball fans. Uh, if you want to take part in the show, again, you just need to join the fan club. Los Angeles Lakers fan club on clubhouse and then hop in Sunday night at 8 30 and yeah. we're ready to go guys. Yeah. Um, so as usual, uh, if you're part of the show, we love to start with a segment called the five minute injury wrap up with our buddy, Marco Nunez. Let's bring him in right now. Marco, how are you doing today? Doing well, doing well. How's everybody doing today? Hey, Marco. Man, How are you doing? We're good, man. We're good. We're good. So, as usual, we go over uh, some injuries from around uh, the sports world and such. Today, we're going to talk about an injury, but then we're also, because you keep really busy, you're going to give sort of an example of some of the online tips that you give out and so forth. But let's go ahead and start with Money Mike over here, and he has a question for you. Yeah, so you know we're Laker fans, man, but we've Dodger mm -hmm. fans, too. Mm -hmm. Mookie, man, we 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 need him. M -m -m Mookie. We need Mookie to be all right, and and he been in pain with his hip all season, and they've been claiming they haven't had like a diagnosis. He finally, and they were just giving him pain medicine, pain pills, uh, not pills, but shots, whatever they do. <laughs> and then, um, you know, they he flew back now. Now they're diagnosing him with bone spurs. Uh, mm -hmm. in his hip, and I'm mm -hmm. like, man, that sounds real painful. And how long? How come we didn't know this like three, four months ago? So you know, it, it, it's it's tricky in the part as far as how much the uh, how much information teams are divulging, you know, out in the open type of thing. You know, like I, I kind of joke about it, you know, here and there, and, and sometimes I refer to it as the Bill Belichick effect that he started about a couple of years ago, where everybody's questionable, everybody's hurt for some reason until the game day, and then all of a sudden everybody's healthy. Right. Um, but with, with Mookie, you know, I think they finally came out and they diagnosed it with, with bone spurs. So they're also known as camp lesions. And basically a bone spur, um, if you think about it, if you, if you, think, if you look at, at, at a bone, the bone tends to be kind of nice and smooth. And sometimes you develop like little stress reaction or stress fraction in that area, kind of like little, little micro kind of uh, fractures. It's not a full fracture. And what the, what the body does, it heals itself and, and it creates what's called a calcification where it creates bone on top of bone. And now you have like a little bump. And that looks like a spur. So and then they refer to a spur because one of the most common places you get it is on your heel. Just like when you get on, on a cowboy spur, you have those boots, and that's just what it looks like. Um, now, some players, most some players may have it and they will have no discomfort. They'll be asymptomatic, they're fine. Other players will experience some discomfort. And the one the one thing I always say is you know, as, as the saying goes, there's a place for everything and everything in this place. If that bone spur starts rubbing against something out, whether it's cartilage, whether it's a tendon, whether it's a muscle, whether it's a ligament you will experience discomfort and pain. And in this case, I think from my understanding, he has it on the hip joint, on the ball socket, not not uh, actually on, on the on the femur, on the ball where it kind of touches. So anytime he bends the hip, it rubs against it and they have discomfort, discomfort, discomfort. Now they always try to treat it conservatively, meaning they do physical therapy, like you mentioned, they do medication, maybe an injection here and there. When it comes to athletes, unless you really, really need it, surgery is like the last resort. So they will try to treat it conservatively as much as possible to get to the point like, hey, you know what? I can't play. I can't go anymore. We got to figure this out. Um. So, so what does that mean? Like, if if, if he's been playing all year, is this an injury that gets worse? Well, or, actually, or, or just yeah, I have a question right there too. There, they always say in sports, you're hurt. 
or you're injured. The mm -hmm. way you described it, it sounds like while it could be very painful, it just sounds like hurt, not injured. Like, can it get worse? Can there be more damage? Correct. So, so exactly. So you're right. There's a difference between being hurt and being injured. Most players are hurt at some capacity, you know, whether you have a, something simple as a contusion, whether you have an ankle sprain, ligament sprain, stuff like that, you can still kind of function and kind of go. Um, and then when you're injured, when you have a fracture, an ACL tear or something like that, where even if you try to go, you know, like with, with Kobe, when he had his Achilles tendon rupture, even if he tried to go, tried to go, he couldn't. Um, he had an injury. Now, in this case, bone spurs can be very uncomfortable. They can, um, the, the, the thing about it is that it doesn't allow you to move like you're supposed to. And that is one of the biggest things, whether, you know, it's very common with athletes in basketball, they get it in their ankle. So when they try to run up and down the court, they can't move function correctly. They can't sprint. They can't push off. Every time they land, they get that, that recurring discomfort, like that pinching pain over and over and over and over again. And if, and if it's over rubbing, let's say a tendon, or if it's rubbing over a cartilage, um, it can start scraping against it, which can lead to something else. Okay. Okay. okay, Marco, I also want to ask you, like, so you also, um, you said something about surgery. Um, so what does, like, especially when it's the bone spur on the top of the femur, what does that look like? Are they, like, shaving something off? Are they kind of like, so what did, yeah, what does surgery look like? And, and what's, the, what's the rehab time, like, is it a month out, two months, whatever? Mm -hmm. So, so it varies from 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 how big the bone spur is and where it's located and how much is rubbing. But basically, the surgery is referred to as an arthroscopic surgery, where it's not very invasive. They just couple, do a couple of holes. They have a camera. They have the thing. Just like I mentioned, they go in and shave it off, and they debris it, and they kind of clean it up. So it's not anything invasive. It's not like an ACL or anything like that. Um, recovery time is pretty pretty quick. Um, it can, like I said, it can vary. It could be anywhere between like two to six weeks, depending on where the bone spur is, how big the mm -hmm. bone spur is, what was it rubbing. And also to make sure that if there was any secondary issues that didn't irritate anything already. So you were saying earlier about like sometimes you can play uh, yeah. with those burns, bone spurs. So if you did say go and get surgery for for that, um, would you be able to come back soon? I know it's like full recovery too, but during that two to six weeks, could you play during that time? Or is it just advised to just stay off of it until you're fully recovered from the surgery? No, yeah. You, so you got to do rehab. You got to stay off of it. Obviously, you're going to have a little bit of swelling there. You're going to have a little inflammation. They have to make sure they regain his range of motion because right now, most likely, because he's in discomfort, anytime he runs, he's compensating. That's the other issue. That, you know, He doesn't have the full range of motion. He can't extend, or, or especially when he flexes down, that's probably when he has discomfort. So getting down on the field to kind of um, grab a grounder ball or something like that, that's where he probably feels a little bit of some of the pinch. Mm -hmm. So they got to strengthen that area. Make sure he has full range of motion before you get kind of kind of get him back in there. As a professional athlete, obviously you don't want want you don't want anything as far as a secondary injury resulting from this or compensation. All right, cool. So I you know I think you should just go ahead and have surgery now. Those two the situations sooner, you're ready for yeah, the playoffs. sooner the better. I mean, yeah, we need him in that, October. That's what man. I'm hearing, right? That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> we need him in yeah. October. Yeah, we need him in October. Just go ahead and knock this out, man. Correct. So, so you, you, usually when it comes to surgeries like this, you, like I always do, is you work backwards. You know, you kind of here's a timeline. If it's six weeks from this date, it, like you guys mentioned, we need him for October. Can he be back as early as you know as mid September to be able to get at least two, three weeks, you know, playing before the playoffs begin, type of thing? Then if we do it now, have him rehab, boom, give him some time. So when it comes to some surgeries like this, unless it's a season-ending surgery, then you just get it done as soon as possible. You're done. But something like this, you, like I said, you always work backwards, see what the timeline is, and kind of figure it out. Because, like I said, there's a point – for him, there's probably like a point of no return that he probably tried, 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 tried. But there's there's always a cut-up date. We have to decide by this date if you want to be ready for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Now, now uh, Marco, uh, if, if people don't know, um, you're very active online. You're not just mm -hmm. uh, an athletic trainer personally, but you actually try to share your tips and help a lot of people. Uh, and we thought it would be a great uh, opportunity for you to just uh, show an example of kind of the type of tips you put online so people know uh, what they're looking at, what they're looking for, if they, uh, you know, follow you and keep up with you. So why don't you go ahead and hit that for us? Yeah, I'm going to share uh, my screen here. and I'm going to show you guys just a quick short clip that I put on on Instagram. But usually I do larger videos on uh, YouTube. And I think I have one here set up ready to go. Can you guys see my screen? Um, Not, no. yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet? No, I don't think so. Okay. If not, no big deal. Okay, how would I be able to next share? week? Uh, I'm not sure if I can share it here. We got. Um, oh, here, here. I got. I got you right here. I got you right here. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Let's take a look here. 
So you'd give an option. There okay. it is. You there got you my go. yep. Yeah, we got it. Perfect. Okay, so this is just a quick short um, IG video. Perfect. Oh, off mute. Turn up the volume a little bit. Let me see. I'll get it to mute in. Uh, is it on mute? Yeah, we might have mute here. Looks okay, good, Marco. Your work is great. What are you discussing here, Marco? <laughs> it looks good, though. <laughs> uh, basically, this is about, we're talking about shin splints. Uh, okay, so give you some quick uh, rundown as far as yep. what shin splints is, what are some of the common causes, so some of the common symptoms, um, and also provide you with some of the exercises and stretches and what to do um, to address it, prevent it. As you can see here, it's just the IG one. So it's about a minute and a half, but if you go to my YouTube channel, which is Evolve Athletic Performance, I give the whole entire uh, list of exercises, stretches, foam rolling techniques, rehab techniques with their band, and all, all the information I provide you is basic stuff. You don't need any heavy weights, anything of the sort. It's just something you can do at home um, for the average person. As you can see here, it's just basically a quick TheraBand you can use um, to uh, address and treat shin splints. That's awesome. awesome. See, nice. so so uh, again, if you follow um, uh, Marco here, you're going to go ahead. You're not just going to hear tips. You're going to see he's actually showing you because, as we know, we're not really that knowledgeable as far yeah, as I'm a visual guy. So, I'm a visual so guy. yeah, I so, <laughs> yeah, no, it's perfect, Marco. That's why we love you. Love having you on the show because you describe it so well and 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 make it so that everyone can understand. So again, that's awesome. Please, again, once again, tell everyone the best way that they can keep up with those uh, little clips and. Uh, with yourself, please. Yeah, so if you guys welcome to follow me on Instagram at MarcoANunez17, that way you can kind of see the videos, or you can go to my YouTube channel and subscribe at Evolve Athletic Performance, where I put out a weekly sports fitness tip of the week, and it's basically common things that, you know, most, if you're an athlete, if you have kids that play in sports, you'll probably benefit from any of this stuff. Awesome. Absolutely. Nice. Thank you, as always, Marco. We'll see you next week. We love it. Great stuff. Take care, everybody. All right, have a good one. Cool. Uh, yeah, so if you go, if you follow Marco online, you're actually going to see, I mean, those graphics with the, the ankle moving and, like, x-ray. He actually uses yeah, that's all that. That's what I need, man. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> I, I think I'm just getting old, man. So that's that's what I need. Yeah. I wake up, my knees are hurting. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know you need it. that visual. What the heck's going <laughs> yeah. on? What the heck's going on? All I did was, all I did was sleep. <laughs> so uh marco's great but uh let's move on to some talk let's move on to some sports talk so uh long time coming everybody this was a long time coming the first football game at sofi with fans now of course this was supposed to happen last year but because of the covid restrictions and everything it didn't uh, however, this did finally take place. This took place just yesterday at SoFi Stadium, and it was a preseason game, which was the Rams versus the Chargers. It was a Rams home game. I was lucky enough to be <laughs> What does that even mean? Right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they play in the Chargers. I mean, then they call it the roommate like the roommate rivalry or roommate series or something like that. Well, I mean, okay, so I guess the hallway well, series is taking, freeway series is taking. So I guess we've got exactly. this roommate thing. I mean, that's what we're doing. Well, I think the first thing we have to establish is if, if there's two teams in one stadium, uh, who are the Lakers and who are the like that, that goes without saying because the Rams own the building. Uh, yeah. So that goes without saying. If if someone's getting kicked out, it's not the Rams. Okay. No. So so that goes without so the, saying. So the Rams are the Lakers. Yeah. And the, and then that makes the Chargers the Clippers of town. I mean, the fact that the Rams have been elevated to Lakers status is still fitting a little bit. Well, you know? no, we're just talking. We're, we're, I know, we're, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, but it just still. I mean, these cats <laughs> ain't won nothing yet. I mean, and they got a nice shiny little toy, but at the same time, they need some jewelry, some decorations on the wall first. You know what I'm saying? So, the fact that they're, you know, I get it, I get it. You know, Cronky came, he spent the money, he, he spent you know, the money, he spent and the take money, a and, tax and so yeah, so he's the man, and his team is the one that's you know calling a shot. Not a yeah, but when you when you say though too that that even the fan base is is similar, like the Ram fan base is more like a Lakers and the Charger fan base. Yeah, fools just, you know, fools just take off the jersey. Let's let's just look at the similarities. Okay. What city did the Clippers come from? San Diego. (laughs) (laughs) So let's just start there. Damn, okay. Okay, 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 okay. I see the parallels. I see the parallels. Now, now the math, you know, I was was there at the game, and and luckily enough to have my girlfriend Talk about it, man. Talk about your experience. It was okay. 
Um, but my girlfriend was asking why the Chargers moved here, and I said, well, it's just math. Even if they're not getting anywhere near the fans that the Rams are, they're still making more than they were making in yeah. San Diego just because of the larger fan and base. And that's, that's why the Clippers came over to state. Same same difference. I mean, exactly. you know, when the – It doesn't when, matter if they're the, the stepbrother. Yeah, when the Chargers came over there, they knew – I mean, if people that didn't know uh, or have forgot, forgot about how this thing was going to go – um, for a while, it was the 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 Raiders and the um, Chargers were going to go and move to Carson, and they were going to share a, exactly. you know, a, a stadium. But Kroenke kind of like threw all that, you know, the mix in that, and so he built his stadium. And what at the last minute, they cut the Raiders out, you know, and brought the Chargers in. Now, of course, we know why, and because it's market share, and we all understand that the late the Raiders still have a big presence in Los Angeles and that's going to cut into the you know profit margin. But if you bring the charges in, you ain't got to worry about that yeah. cuz the charges ain't did nothing. So it's easy to go ahead and you know crap on them. So you know so you have that going on with the, them and the stadium. And so it feels like that little brother is really like really little brother. You know what and they really are the little brother. I'll tell you why. There are no season tickets available. And, I, and you know, hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm saying this with all malice because I am a Raider fan. So <laughs> right. I'm just letting y'all know. If right. you're thinking I'm hating on the Chargers, you're absolutely I correct. <laughs> I am hating on the Chargers exactly. because I'm a Raider fan. However, I do understand your situation. You did make your franchise a lot you know, more lucrative by moving to Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. but look, if you look at it, like I said, the Rams, no season tickets available. You can't buy any. Right now, the Chargers are still selling season tickets. Discount prices. At discount prices. I was actually at the Fan Fest the week before, mm -hmm. and a guy said that he had bought uh, two seats, and then they waived the SSL license so he could buy two more seats. That's big. And I'm like, wow. They try, they're, these are the, they're trying their best to get the season tickets sold for – uh, I'm about to call them the Clippers for the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, <laughs> it just almost falls off the tongue. Right, man. right, right. So – you know, I wonder if their records are going to be like that. Like, I mean, look, I mean, the Chargers kept losing last look, year. They, I, they did everything they could to lose every game. But real talk, <laughs> real talk. I like Herbert. I love. I mean, I actually love Herbert. Cool. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm, and it's kind of hard for me to say that because I am a Raider fan. But I do like the quarterback. I think the quarterback's nice. I think he has moxie. You know, what I'm saying he can get after it. Um, he's he not afraid to throw it, you know, throw it deep. If we're all in, you know, if we're all looking at college football, we're interested. I mean, we know about the Pac 12 and what he did at Oregon, so we know who this kid is. You know, we we kind of got that, um, 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 already the information on him, and he looks like he's up to the part. Now, of course, there's always a sophomore jinx, we got to worry about that. And he's the first time playing in front of like fans, like this right. is going to be the right. year where it's going to be like, yeah, it's the whole different. Well, you walking and, on the road, obviously, NFL fans, he did college, right? Well, I mean, yeah, he did that, you yeah. know, but when he goes into the NFL, it's and it's going to be like he's walking into a stadium and it's 78,000 fans did not like him. It's going to be a different, you know, difference. And I do like, I, I like their offense. I like the defense, you know, I like Derwin James. Like, I'm I'm cool on them. Now, of course, like I, all that being said, I want us to, you know, the Raiders to beat them. But they're not going to be as bad as people think they are. I think I see it like a 9-7 to seven type season, you know, mm -hmm. um, third in the West, uh, AFC okay. West, um, behind KC, the Raiders. And, and, you know, I think the Broncos are going to be the solo dwellers. But that's just my opinion. I just love the comparisons, though. I'm just sitting around thinking, hey, so when it's a Raider game, Raider Chargers, is it going to be more Raider fans there or Charger fans? I mean, you know, it, it, be more what history, history dictates that we will take over that. So thing. when the Chargers yeah. play Pittsburgh, is it going to be more Pittsburgh fans? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. History Chargers dictates do not that travel. They will take over that stadium. Yeah. I mean, it's oh, yeah. just what it is. Yeah. I mean, how about the Ravens? You know, the, the, the Ravens, I mean, I mean, that's a that's yeah, a trek. That's a trek. That's a three thousand mile trek all the way over here to the uh, other coast. But there's always fans. It might here. not be. There's always, maybe there's always right. transplants but, here. Yeah, but there's uh, but there are some franchises that travel well. You've seen Pittsburgh Steelers. That's just like you know they're gonna come hard. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, I'm just saying, like you know, <laughs> and then you got the Rams. Um, the Rams, uh, actually, you know, of course, I think with. You know, um, Stafford, they should be better than when they have golf. Um, I think golf was being, you know, n not, you know, held back because I don't think that he was able to implement McVay's plan mm -hmm. the way he wanted to. So now they have somebody, have a veteran that's going to be able to make those same, th make the throws that they need to make to make that offense pop. 
Like they're gonna, and I know they have they're missing Cam Akers because Cam Cam Akers got the ACL yeah. injury. He's out for a year, but I think Henderson is gonna be able to step into that spot and he's gonna do well. Um, you still got Brown. Um, so and then you, of course you still got you know you, you still got Sarah's own. Um, uh, he's why 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 he's what, no no Robert Woods, Robert Robert Woods yeah. and then you got Cooper Cup USC, you know yeah. and then also Djax so you know we're, we're like or, or Deshaun Jackson for anybody don't know who Djax is but um that's that so I think their offense is going to be electric um, and I think that um taking out Goff and putting in Stafford is almost like addition by subtraction um so I just that's how I look at what, what do you season. see the Rams record coming oh from? the Rams should be a Super Bowl contender with a bullet I'm thinking right. like if anything less than 12 and 4 and winning the division is a disappointment right. um they 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 have 13 and 3 written all over them I mean they got to worry about their division now of course you got the Seahawks you got the 49ers those are going to be tough battles you know, so they're going to have to go against those teams. I mean, the Cardinals is up and coming, you know. So, you know, you get because Cardinals got A.J. Green, they still got D-Hop, and they have, you know, um, Kyle Murray. So you still have that, that a, the NFC West is going to be a tough division. So it's going to be – but I still still – I still still still, still see the, the, um, the Rams should be your 12-4, and 13-3 times two. Well, let me just say that the, the experience at SoFi – was both absolutely amazing and just absolutely horrendous on both sides. Uh, the, the, the stadium, the building, the grounds, the the lake, the everything that they have, YouTube theater that's right there, everything there is absolutely spectacular. Yeah. I can't say that I've ever been in a more beautiful building, big structure like that. I mean, it's absolutely breathtaking. Obviously, you have the screen on the middle, the, mm-hmm. the uh, scoreboard. That's absolutely amazing. Um, everything in there is bright, if not even a little too bright. The sound is great, if not mm-hmm. even a little too loud. Uh, so all of that is great. The game experience, if you're not getting beat up by a woman throwing cokes, we'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> Probably like the highlight of the day. That's the good stuff. Now the bad stuff. I don't get it. SoFi, talk to me. I don't get it. I'm reaching out to you. Okay. You guys designed an absolutely amazing building, and the attention to detail that that takes is just, I can't even fathom that. However, what were you thinking when you made like two lanes to pull into the parking lots? And that takes about an hour to an hour and a half to get in. What were you thinking when you funnel all these people and you say you're concerned about COVID, but you funnel them through three? Three metal security outlets, and that's by the tailgating parking lot. Now, there's other places, but they all narrowed down. They weren't spread out. So you're just, you know, just like, you know, uh, uh, cows just getting pushed in to, to do your thing. Um, and so so right off the bat, the second you get there, you're, you're driving around looking for the proper color lot. They have pink, green, blue, purple. Uh, you find the lot, takes you about an hour or so just to get into the lot. That's ridiculous. Now, I'm going to say I've heard some negatives as far as the tailgating, not a lot of space. I actually thought it was pretty cool. The way they had it, they have the spots, they have the red lines for fire lanes, and everyone kept going. Mm-hmm. Everyone looked like they had enough space. Yeah. So I, I think that was okay. But you're in line just to get your car parked. I mean, horrendous. And that was at 3 o'clock. Game right. didn't start till 7. Right. Okay. So this was just the people ready to come there and tailgate, not even the big rush uh-huh. of people tailgating fans were great i'd like to call out a couple fans specifically san diego charger fans canon mary lampkin you guys are awesome uh you guys are these people are absolutely amazing uh san diego charger fans they are just the top of the limits and we'll talk a little bit more about them we have a reason uh and then chris savalos uh with the rams and world tour rams he was awesome as well they both hosted uh myself as i went around and checked out these uh tailgate parties and they were both amazing um, so that was great. Uh, DJs and the whole nine yards. They really, really go to town. Yeah. Um, but then the next thing is you're going in. And like I said, they shelf you in line. So, so you're okay. You get past that. But then once you're in, I know that, that we all kind of went there before they opened. You got to yeah, see I went, to the, I went to the fan fans mm-hmm. a week before. I went to the Rams or the Chargers, uh, first time to see your seats event. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we didn't know how the concessions would be at that point. Cause those weren't really open. Well, they were all open and it was horrendous. The food choices were <laughs> disgusting. I mean, just disgusting. At, at one of the, the the spots, you have to wait an hour again just to get some food. I think it's going to get better, man. I mean, you know how it is, man. Social media is going to dictate 
um, to get the. I just don't know. It doesn't look like to me. I'm not knocking any of the employees, and I understand this was their first game. That didn't seem to be. But the problem. It, it should not have been their first day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> their first game. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. But the first day, y'all yeah. should have had like but a no, little. They were all great. They were all. Did they? Did they know something though? Did they know where to send you? Did they? Could you get information? Not from really. That was difficult. <laughs> oh, and then mention this. This is the top of the line stadium. This is where NFL headquarters are going to be. This is where the Super Bowl. This will be where the opening ceremony for the Olympics are. But guess what? You have no effing signal. When you're in this place, you can't send out a text. You can't send out stuff. It's an outdoor open air arena. Maybe they don't want anybody live streaming. Actually, <laughs> that's what I always say. Yeah, and, shut that shit down. And, like. and the problem is, the problem is, is that we're not the only ones being the guests. When they're taking your effing ticket, the machine doesn't have good signal. Oh, they use Wi-Fi for that? Yes. Oh. And they're saying, oh, we don't have great signal with these things. And if the sun's on the, the phone and all yeah. It's, it's a beautiful stadium. It's yeah. a beautiful stadium. Like, let's but let's all that. of I those mean, things need a lot of work. They need some work on that. A lot of work. And I, I think most of the people agree, and we'll see, but they have to improve the food. They have to improve the lines and, and so forth. But it was a beautiful stadium. All in all, it's a beautiful stadium. I'm just it, thinking, it really is. Okay, so, so let me, let me, let if, me. If, if, if they're winning, do you think the fans going to care? Yeah. Because, I mean, they're not I mean, so I'm saying, like, you put, you put the product on the field and yeah. that field, and, it, and it's just a, a man, I'll eat, you know, Doritos. That was nice my team, you know what I'm saying? If my team is 13 <laughs> and three, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so if if they're out there kicking butt, like we're expecting them to do so this year, um, I think they get the one year to kind of figure it out before people start saying, damn, I'm not a bad game and my food sucks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we get to that, that point. Well, you know, let me tell you about the Raiders Stadium, Please. you know, because I'm a Raider fan. Yeah, so, and you've you know, been to Allegiance, right? I'm with your Allegiance. And, and all the things and the bells and whistles and the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Identification that you that you had so far, it's not the Raiders thing. Hey man, that's how we built <laughs> though. That's how we built, man. Hey, that's let, how we I'm built, man. Know, Nuts man. and bolts, man. Nuts look, and bolts. Look, bro. I, I went in there to go see the state of the art uh, 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 stadium, and I'm sure it is, but I saw no evidence of it. It was black. It was gray. Nice. Uh, you, you walk around, you see just pictures of all the Hall of Famers. That's right. And it, 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 if you are a real Raider fan and, and I, you should Raider be fan if you're part of the nation for 30 40 years. There's no there's no bit screen in the middle of the field. I ain't here for that. Uh, where are they on the ends? They're at the ends, like 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 the Coliseum. That's, that's right. Where the, that's right. That's where the, I'm here to watch the game, not watch TV. Right. We're not doing yeah, you're not getting any of those bells and whistles. Yeah, but if if they had the, the brightest, biggest screen in the middle, you'd be like, we got the biggest, brightest screen. Right, man. Yeah, but we, know, of listen, course, man, of course. Raiders, Raiders, <laughs> Raiders are literally just win, baby, and that's all they care about. Hey. And, well, and we, I, at, the, at the same time, we got to start winning. Yeah. I, I, listen, I, I hear that just better. win, baby, when, he's, when we losing, though. Like, they, you know what I'm saying? Just win, baby, win, you're going to win. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we say just win. I'm like, damn, but hey. it's like. We have four and eight, four and twelve seasons, eight and eight hey, seasons. Like we ain't look, winning enough. I, I'm, I'm gonna tell y'all this, man. Like you know, th that stadium. I know it's a state of the art, but it don't look like it. It's, it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> you know, uh, one thing, one good thing I did like they did do like a hologram. We, we when I took a tour inside the uh, locker room, they did a hologram with John Gruden and he was hyping us up. That was the most technology I saw. And one other thing is. Um, you know, we talked, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago with, with Marco about, you know, AstroTurf and, and grass, That's right. they actually grow their grass on the outside and they come in on the track. So they actually are playing on real grass. That's pretty uh, neat. So that's, that's pretty awesome. That is pretty cool. So again, the technology is there. You just don't see it. So Raiders, you guys need to make sure you win. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. One more thing. There is a club. On the on the north side of the stadium, that is the width of the end zone, uh, which I don't understand. Because are you going to the club or are you going to watch the game? But what I found out was when we were there was there's a ticket to get to the game, and then there's a ticket to get to into the club, bro. And it's by win, so win is more of a higher end. Oh, of course. <laughs> and they have. Uh, uh, they're gonna have um, celebrity DJs, so like Shaq and and Snoop Dogg. So my question is, like, wow. So I gotta buy a ticket to the club as well as the game. I think that's kind of crazy. I mean, but people are gonna do that. Man. Yes, and and look, of course, me being a Raider fan, right? So I 
I understand because it is Vegas. Right. So I know they somehow, some way, they needed to make this experience a Night Vegas experience. A uh, yeah, a Vegas experience. Yeah, that's that's right. I mean, they came here to Vegas. However, like that takes away from like why are you here though? Like, why are you here? I know you're here for the club, but are you really watching the game while you're in the club? Like, you're not doing that, especially you're there supposedly supporting your team. So the, I just look at that being something for the out-of-towners. Like, okay. This is a feels like a thing. Man, like, they, but aren't they all out-of-towners in Vegas? I, well, I mean, what, for the games? Yeah. If we saw the preseason game last night, and if everyone saw that, you saw how black – that thing was. I mean, but how many of those people live in Vegas versus travel there? I mean, I think we're traveling. I mean, because you got all of Oakland. Oakland is going to descend and LA is going to descend. I mean, that's our playground anyway. So we're going to be there. Hey, I know we got to move on, but real quick. So I have a homeboy that lives in Vegas. He's a Bronco fan. He bought season tickets for the Raiders. Mm -hmm. And he told me, Hey man, whenever you in town, I give the tickets at face value. He even three months later, he texted me and said, "Man, I can't do it." He had KC going for seventeen hundred a ticket. He had Jaguars going for eight hundred. The Chargers for five. You know he had. You know so he he opened up a different bank account just for the uh, the tickets that, that he was actually selling, and he was selling them on a lower rate. So. No, hey, you get you know, so it definitely are out of towners coming in. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, but as they should though, it, it is Vegas. Let's not let's not lose right. sight of the fact that the whole country, you know, and the world for that matter, you know, converge yeah, but, on coming to Vegas. And so you throw a, a, a football game into the mix. I mean, yeah. it's going to be wild. Well, look, I'm, a, hook. I'm gonna tell y'all what, what I want to do, and, and Pat, I know you down with me. Right? You know that. So what we gonna do is we are gonna get up. We're going to wake up at our house. We're going to go to the airport. We're going to fly out to uh, Las Vegas, go hit the one o'clock game, be done with that by four, catch that seven o'clock flight, be home by eight o'clock and go in Las Vegas. You know, look, man, that's just the beauty of being from <laughs> L.A. and going and having Vegas as your place. Right, that's what I'm saying. I we, mean, be home we by need eight. that bullet train. Dude, yeah, we don't need oh, my God, train. we should have been had that bullet train. We don't even need the bullet train. And when I, I probably said this earlier, so, I mean, apologize to any of our listeners that started this before, but one thing about having the Raider games um, in Vegas is for us as Angelinos, I hate saying Angelinos, but us being from L.A., um, we just moved our our – calendar we move i mean we move the week we move the weekend to we don't gotta leave at six seven or eight o'clock at night on a friday to make it to make it there by midnight to start the friday no man we can be there on saturday morning because we're gonna be there all day saturday if you're there for the game why are you leaving after after the game it's gonna be hard bro to leave i mean you just partied the whole weekend you do not want to drive on the no you don't so you stay in there sunday night and then you're leaving now Monday like you're supposed to. Like, that's what, you know, that, you know that's grown folks, <laughs> you, really know? you know, but it's just I just think that's fun. You know, it's fun. But, um, you know, thank you for listening to our uh, NFL talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we're now going to go back to our regular yeah. schedule yeah. program. Actually, what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick little break here, guys. Uh, of course, uh, we always have to support our sponsors here. So uh, definitely support our sponsors. And don't forget that the Profanity Nation is the official podcast on the los angeles lakers fan club so if you want to take part that's where you need to go we're just trying to diversify that's yeah, it yeah that's it <laughs> so we'll take a quick break don't go anywhere we'll be right back the profanity nation is now the official podcast of the los angeles lakers fan club on clubhouse be sure to join over five thousand strong and growing also, text Lakers to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt. Again, text Lakers to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt. You know, we love our sponsors here at the Profanity Nation podcast. Talk and, about it. And one of our sponsors is Pure Life Wellness Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center located in Chatsworth, California. That's actually a mouthful, believe it or not. Uh, the Pure Life Wellness Alternative Alternative Wellness Center in Chatsworth, California has everything that you need. Uh, they will keep you chill, keep you partying, keep you happy. Uh, everything you need, get sleep, uh, keep healthy. You know what I'm talking about. Go there. They sell it. They have it. You can keep up, keep happy, keep good, keep chill. Have fun. Let's do it. Let's yes. do it. All right. Let's get back to the show. Right. Um, all right, guys. So we got, we got Westbrook. 
We got Westbrook officially. Officially, right? Yeah. He, and he looked very happy when he was at the signing versus when he was uh, traded to the to, to the Rockets. Right. My man looked like he was in purgatory. Yeah. He was like, he's he, not he doing looked, that shit at all. Yeah, and he was like, I'm at home. My family at home. My yeah. dad are here. His wife's family at home. Yeah, like, you know, he, they, they at he, home. He good. Like, right. hey, this, so, this is what he always wanted. So do. he's on one side of the spectrum. <laughs> Who's on the other side of that spectrum? <laughs> <laughs> well just today there happened to be a trade going down uh with the other guys across the hall um, that's one but the the guy on the other side of that spectrum from the lakers that's that that went the other way and unhappy was our boy schroeder <sighs> man hey. we talked about that last week but let's talk about hey, it a little sorry. bit more um how do you fumble the bag like that like how do you like i mean really i mean when you know keeping it real goes wrong Pretty much, I'm gonna bet on myself, and I crapped out. Yeah. So, yeah, but okay, but okay, let's look at that though. Let, let's dissect that. Like, how many times have you bet on yourself where you seen players bet on themselves and then they win? Right, you gotta bet on yourself. He just lost his way. He should be a line. cautionary tale. Right, like at this point, look, I get all that, but you better be damn sure. See, the thing is, see, he you was have to already have offers in the win. He was at career high. 38% from three the year that he before he got traded to the Lakers. He was usually before that, he was a career 33% three point shooter. Guess what he shot last year? 33% three point exactly. shooting. So he came back down to earth and now he's basically getting money for people that are shooting 33% from three. Like, look, he's good from, he's able to affect the game from the bench. But he's getting mid-level money. From the bench? Right. Because he's, he's getting mid-level. He get off the bench. Dude, I mean, well, off the bench. I guess. I'm sorry. But um, it's just I just feel that he's getting paid. Look, I wish the brother well. I think it's hilarious. Well, well that he's look, first of all, first the, of all, you know, but. First of all, listen, there's no reason to feel bad for this dude. This dude still got like $6 million, right? He's still okay. He's still okay. Okay. He still hurts like a mother. Everything is relative. I mean, yes, of course. I'm 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 trying to be a teacher, of course. My my salary compared to a six million dollar guy, yeah, of course, is not. Yeah, it's relative. And however, and how much would you make? He walked away from. He walked. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah. You got you got to bet on yourself. You just got to perform. Do your thing. You got. I just hope it works out for you, brother. Hey, listen, look. He's good enough to still be in the league. Apparently, yes. I mean, it's just like remember how people were like coming at Kwame Brown and calling him a bust, and everybody hey, was like, Kwame "He's not a bust. He better go ahead and don't do hurt it. Kwame's feelings. Hey, we don't bro. want to be hey, on that. Kwame, I don't hey, want none of that smoke. We don't want hey, Mama's cooking. I don't want hey, none of that smoke. But Kwame, Kwame kept on getting contracts. I promise. Because you know what, he was actually a functional big, yeah. even though he got some some drama. For like that. I said, relative. if Schroeder doesn't play well in Boston, he's out of the league next year. No question. You think so? Oh yeah, he's over the season. Well, I know he's in Boston. Shanghai Sharks. Yeah, exactly. He, he's a boss now. So now, now you to... did lead to something that we were going to talk what's about. That what's yeah. that trade? What's that trade? What's the what's the full details yeah, of that trade? Yeah. I know the the big players in it. All right, here we go. So, oh. so the our our the stepchildren in Staples have made a trade um, for other stepchildren, and the Clippers have traded. And this one kind of hurts because it's the guy I love to hate. They traded Patrick Beverly, Rajon Rondo, who was probably not going to be there very long, and Ok Okuro for Eric. Bledsoe. Okay. Bledsoe, very functional player. Um, I don't believe he's ever helped a team get there necessarily. Maybe. No, not that I've seen. I've yeah. seen him in big moments, you know, especially when he was with the Rockets. Like, not really. Money Mike, right off the bat. Just right off, before you even talk about it, did the Clippers get better? <laughs> you know what? Um, that's relative. And I'll tell you why. Eric Bledsoe, love his game. Great offensive player. Um, but I think they lost the heartbeat of the team. You know, Patrick Beverly, you you love to hate him, but he takes on every challenge. He brings that toughness. He brings the culture. So you got you lost all the mentality and the heartbeat of your team for a better offensive player. Um, I don't care because they weren't going to win either way. Um, but if you ask me, I think they got better. I probably would have kept Patrick Beverly there. And I will say, you know, to piggyback on your point, Mike, um, I 
like it started not with Patrick Beverly. I think it started when they lost Montrez. And so you had Montrez at one time, you had Patrick Beverly's, and you also had Morris. And so for me, they had that, like, we don't give a damn type of energy mm-hmm. that was pretty much like, we're not losing, like, we're not going to be punk tonight. You know what I'm saying? And so now when you start seeing that now we don't have Patrick Beverly, we don't have Harold, it now feel, feels like, you know, they don't have that mystique as it once did beforehand. And I, I'm looking at them like, okay, so who's where the toughness coming back? Because, I mean, because Morris can, can only do so much, but your leaders are now Kawhi and Paul George. Where are you going to get that, like you said, the heart? Where are you going to get that grit, that determination, that, like, you know, uh, somebody that's willing to go ahead and tell Steph Curry that the next five years in mind, even though we know that would be BS. <laughs> you know. But you see what I'm saying? Like, who is going to be that brash on the team now? I got, I got a question for you, Money. Um, do you think this was strictly a basketball decision? Or does this, because w- I made a comment at the end of the playoffs, when Beverly pushed Chris Paul, I said, if that's the Lakers, that guy does not play another game. Just because he did that push and how unsportsmanlike. Do you think this had anything to do with it? Hmm. I mean, that's an interesting question because you kind of know who Be- Patrick Beverly is. You know, that was even off the hook for that, though. Yeah, it was. It, it, it was because it was un- it was very unnecessary, and it's really interesting because we're going to talk more about like you know the Miles and the Palace. We'll, we will give that. It's like when you have these players that you know are kind of kind of off, you know, unstable a little bit. You like them because they are, they're unstable, but you hate them because they're unstable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you kind of got to deal with both sides of it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you you I I can see them saying, you know what, this guy we 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 don't we don't want that as a culture of the Clippers, uh, and, and them making the trade to get them out. And then you also have Rondo too, because Rondo is the type of guy yeah. that that doesn't get in you your know face too. yeah he will not only will he get in your face, but if he doesn't like what's going on, then he's not going to play or perform at all if he if he doesn't like his situation. So it may it could have been a dump, you know, and they got like a decent player back. I, I can see that. Um, the, the, in Clubhouse, if you guys have an opinion on that, go ahead and blink your mic. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. Yeah. Um, if, if they do, let me know, Mike. All right. Um, I think we got Michael. Mike, right, you have a comment go. about that? Go ahead, Michael. Yeah, so, I mean, specifically you're running through – all these different teams. I just wanted to quickly hit on uh, a couple of last different things that you guys said. Like, I think, first of all, with Schroeder, the problem was his play. He came in not playing, being the team guy that he was the year before in Oklahoma City. I think that's what hurt his bag as much as anything else. And him worrying about that next contract instead of just letting his play uh, do the talking for him. I think that's uh, a lot of why he did that. But to your point, Money Mike, uh, you're supposed to bet on yourself, right? Like, the one thing that you should do if you're going to bet on yourself though, is sit down and realize what are all the things that I have to do to try to win that bet on myself. And he did not, uh, he didn't execute all those things. Right. So that's why he took that hit. As far as the Clippers, I, you know, Pat Bev is kind of a tough guy on that team. And, you know, Rondo is a very interesting thing too. I want to look at the other side of that trade just for a minute. I think that Rajon Rondo can be a very big help and a very big, uh, veteran and a teacher to Ja Morant. Ja Morant's more explosive, explosive than Rondo ever was off the dribble, but as far as dribble drive, getting to the cup, that kind of thing, Morant's explosive, a better shooter than Rondo was, and Morant's becoming a little bit better as a distributor, but being able to learn how to lead a team and learn what it's like to be a floor general, like if he can take his game to that level and add those pieces to his game, Ja Morant becomes a even more of a problem as a point guard in the Western Conference. Well, I'd say, in my opinion, Rondo is one of the best player coaches out there currently. What would you think, Pat? Yeah, um, I mean, I I agree with that. I, I think that when you have a person like like Rondo that actually sees the court so well and has those intangibles, I mean, you know, they're one one call him Wash, and then all of a sudden he just bust out and have a game, you know, game six like he did for the Lakers, you know. So, um I, I really agree with, you know, um, Mike, when he said that John Moran is going to benefit having a play, player like Ray John Rondo on the team. I agree. And, um, and that is a, a great way of looking at this trade, seeing the other side of, I know we, we pay attention to what the Clippers are getting, um, but to see 
you know, and then also you, I mean, with right Rajon, you still have Pat Beverly too as well. Yeah, that's going to be there. That's going to bring that toughness. Now him and <laughs> I don't know how many fouls they got, man. Because I mean, they got they got what they got like what um what Brooks. Like, yeah. like, dude, <laughs> these guys gonna be chopping you up. Like, right? It's, yeah, it's gonna six miles ain't enough. Um, but they're gonna be tough. They're gonna be intense. They're gonna be intense, yeah. and and I, and I like that. So yeah, for a team like that that's hovering around the eight C, they're gonna need some of that, you know, before they get to the next level. Yeah, yeah. Very okay. cool. Very cool. Okay, I've had enough Clippers talk. Let's go ahead and move on to something else. I hear that. We can only do so much Clippers talk there. Um, Mike, there is a documentary out. With our boy, one of our friends here, uh, Meta World Peace, Ron Artest, of course. Uh, why don't you fill us in a little bit about what's out there, what's going on? And uh, you've had a chance to see it, Pat, and I have not yet. No, so not we're yet. really hey. interested in what you have to say here. Hey, I wish Netflix was getting was paying me for this. But look, you guys got to go on Netflix <laughs> and watch The Malice in the Palace, The Untold Story. It's really, really interesting because, I mean, I, I remember where I was. When when my boy called me from Texas and was like, dude, do you see what's going on? And you see the pushing, you see Meta laying on the on the scores table, you see him going into the crowd, you see it. I mean, you see all that, and you just you can't believe what you're seeing from so many different levels. Yeah, so many different levels. So wild. Right. And then, but the backstory behind it is like even more amazing. Like they, you know, they talk about Jermaine O'Neal was the one that produced it. Uh, Jermaine O'Neal was talking about, well, let's back up. If you, you back up, you have the Pacers and in Detroit the, the year before they're going back and forth. The Pacers, they are like, the two top teams. Yeah. They're the two top teams. They feel like they, they, they have the team to actually win the championship that year. And they got went up against Detroit and Detroit was able to, beat them and win the championship against the Lakers, Lakers. Uh, mm-hmm. that oh, year. So, it, it, and when you see that the following year is when Meta, you know, at the beginning of the season says, yo, um, I want to do my rap album. So I, I need time off. Yeah. I need time off at the beginning of the season. They're like, dude, you done had six months off. Like, yeah. you know, and he kind of was kind of telling them like, I don't know, and he but he really explains it. He explains it, it to the point that he's he's experiencing anxiety and depression at the same time, and he doesn't like he's just unstable. And let's just say that back then, it was mental not health cool. was what, nothing what, it was you not would cool. talk about. So he knew he was going through something, and the patient was like, "Hey, you need to come here and be here." I'm not trying to give it all away, but go ahead. It, it's it, not like there's <laughs> a hidden ending, please. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but it's it, it's really interesting, and then. What's funny about it is when they go when they go to play Detroit again, you know that following season, they're ready. Reggie Miller is uh, his finger is broke, so he's not playing, and they want to beat these champion team because they feel like that they lost it the following year. Indiana's whooping them. You know they're up by fifteen, less than a minute left in the game, and I forgot the guy player. He said, "Hey." You know, you got to file Ben, but Ben just lost his brother. And that's a lot of people don't know. And, you know, you know my favorite, I'm going to tell you all who my favorite person is. So my favorite person in there is is my uh, upper smoke guy, Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson, that's my dude. Yeah. That's my dude because Steven Jackson basically explained, look, if I'm with you, I'm rocking with you. I got your back and everything. Steven Jackson says the file is not necessary, so I'm going to defend <laughs> Ben Wallace and Meta World Peace or Ron Artest at the time found a way to foul Ben Wallace <laughs> to foul Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace pushes Artest. Artest knows that he does not want to snap. So he goes and lays on the table. Yep. Everybody yep. sees it. Yep. And they when that cup flies, he goes in and into the stands. And then not only does he go into the stands, here go our boy Jackson. And he goes in and said, my, my man's getting attacked. <laughs> he knocks him out. <laughs> my brother, and then the bro. fans come onto the court and, and then somebody square up. And then I'm telling y'all, this is a great, this is a great. I'm going to just tell you right now, because I know you were talking about the, all the, the bits and pieces of that, that moment. I remember, like you said, I remember where I was at or watching it with my dad. And, and we're just like, yo, you, believe what's going on with this like this is this is wild because like all of a sudden you know like the drink came 
and then right. and everything start popping off. Now I'm gonna tell you right now, like so. You said Jermaine O'Neal um, produced it. I'm gonna tell you right now, if that dude did not slip, right when he threw that punch, oh, he, yeah, that dude would have been in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Like wait, Absolutely. dude, he's still connected. Yeah, he's still connected all jaw, and he was slipping going back. Right. If this dude would have been able to go square. And did that? It would have been like it would have been like Kermit Washington, right. like Tom Johnson's John, John levels. Yeah. Like yeah. it would have been that crazy because if you look back, I'm like, dude, that dude slipped. Yeah, and he yeah. still like he slipped yeah. and he yeah. and he and he connected yeah. and that guy went yeah. backwards. Right. So I'm like, damn, momentum would just tell me that he was just like. And then right. everything you see, Chuck Person out there, out there in the slacks and loafers, he out there swinging. It, it, I would tell like, you, it's I, just like it's just wild. It's pandemonium. Yeah, though. but I'm gonna tell you something else though. The cops come from the back and they go and, and Reggie Miller is trying to get Ron and the cop has Mace in his head about to about to Mace Reggie Miller because he doesn't recognize he sees the suit and he uh, doesn't recognize that, that it's Reggie Miller on there because it, it's crazy. But anyway, let me let's fast. Yeah, we're gonna we don't we don't, we don't want to give away hey, the whole plot. Yeah, yeah. But look, look, let me just say this though. The reason why I brought it up was the most interesting thing about that is if that would have happened now. Those punishments, I don't think would have happened like that. What would be different? Um, I think because now the league holds the fans more accountable, right? And 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 the narrative that, that was going on back then where they were thugs, they got you know they get all these millions of dollars, and they need to understand that that's what fans are going to do. And no, like you know, you don't have a right to throw a cup at me. You don't mm-hmm. have a right to come onto the floor and want to square up against me. Mm-hmm. And what was really interesting that when David Stern and they asked him, you know, who did he discuss and and how, what was the decision on this, and he said it was one zero, like it was all his decision mm-hmm. on on what the punishment was going to be. He did he discussed with himself, and but when you look at the criminal part of it. They was like, no, you know, they have a right to defend themselves. Like, if this guy comes to square up against me, that's why nothing criminally would have done. And but it's so very interesting because they lost a lot of money based on what the fan did. Because if you think about it, if that cup would not have been thrown at them, then n- n- the Madison Palace would never have happened. And because they may have gone on to win a championship that year. Many people absolutely, believe absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? And I did not realize it. That was the year that Reggie retired. And so, and because Reggie was like, do I have another year in me? And he just, it's almost like he got the game up. Not that I ever want him to win on our Mm -hmm. watch, Mm -hmm. but it it made me feel sorry that, 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 that was his final year, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, um, So, you know, it's just, it's just really different. Like the, the dynamic from back then versus to now, it is just really crazy. You know, do they do they go into the relationship that Meta now has with that gentleman? Yeah, the yeah. Cup? But you know, what, you know what they really go into? Huh. They go into Jackson being upset that that he has a relationship because he's like, he's, look, he still holds a grudge. Well, you know, I wouldn't call it a grudge, but he's like, dog, like I went to add your back. And and now you cool with the guy? Like, come on, man! Like, I mean, he changed his name to Winter World. Yeah, I mean, he's not the same dude. Man, real real quick, let's see if anybody yeah. saw the mouse in the palace on Clubhouse. Anybody see it or have any comments about it? Let's see, we got anyone there? Anybody? Uh, Steven Jackson. You know, I I thought uh, I remember okay, hearing I that. Think, uh, we got problem. Go okay, here we go. Ahead. Go ahead, problem. Sure. Uh, I was just saying, like, it was a wild, it was a wild time. Just saying that, you know, I seen just I I just see it live happening. I remember seeing it when uh, ESPN was showing the footage. And, uh, yeah, that haymaker that Jermaine O'Neal had, had thrown, yeah, that guy was definitely lucky because he would have probably tore his jaw, you know, with that uh, hit. People got to remember that these yep. are just like normal, every, everyday average people, six-foot, 11, seven-foot guys don't walk around commonly, <laughs> you know. And so uh, that guy would have, you know, O'Neal would have connected with that guy's jaw. You know, he, that guy probably wouldn't be able to talk no more, nah. <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, I'm just happy that uh, you know. Well, I'm happy that you know, I, that, you know, Metal World Peace had uh, reconciled with the guy and everything. It's a, it's, that's a big dude. That, that, that's Metal World Peace is a big dude himself, you know. But uh, it takes a lot to go ahead and just say, you know what, let bygones be bygones, and still, man, I can still become friends, you know, with someone you know, after that. So I took my hat off to him for doing that. Mm-hmm. But uh, because that's that's bigger than just having an ego, you know. Uh, but uh, at the same particular time, 
I'm definitely uh, sad to, to learn that that was uh, Reggie's last year. I didn't think of that. And, you know, been his last year. And then two, uh, you know, with the suspensions, that took away money from uh, you know the players like Metal World Peace and, and whatever. I think he got the longest extension. If I believe for Reggie for long. Yeah, he got the whole season. Yeah, that 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 took away from careers, no doubt about it. Yeah. And and like I said, a potential championship from that team. Right, right. So that's amazing. But, uh, yeah, that, that was pretty sad. You know, I'm sorry about the apologize. Also, I got the uh, I'm at work right now. Oh, okay. oh you're awesome. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, we appreciate you for listening. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, uh, that was pretty, pretty sad. Yeah, that's, what, that's all I wanted to say. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? We got a couple more minutes. Anyone else on there that got something to say about? Uh, I think we're, oh, Eric, go ahead, real quick. Yeah, I'm I'm from the D, man. I was hey. I was across the I was across the way at the palace when it happened. I just I don't I ain't gonna uh, take it away. Money Mike broke it down like the intimacies, and we weren't talking about mental health. But you, I will say this: 146 total game suspension, 11 million dollars in fine. That's that's 16 years ago in 2004. So think about that. That's got to be double that now, and five assault charges. I mean. Absolute right. insanity. I, I hated Ron Artest as a Detroiter. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I knew, you know, with Ben, it was a, it was one of those things where they had tried to be tough, even going back to New York. We're Detroit. We weren't having it. And, you know, I was cheering them on. I was hoping we would knock them motherfuckers out. But in retrospect, those, that guy's lucky. Jermaine O'Neal slipped. You get you, you get what you deserve in this world, man. And uh, that, that throwing that cup was wrong. I mean, even charging into the stands, like, yeah, you know, it, it was there, but man, I tell you what, dog, that was the crazy shit I still have ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. before. And everything. And I've seen soccer in Brazil, all around the world, man. I've seen some, I've seen parents fight, man. It's crazy. <laughs> I've ever in my life seen anything like that. My heart rate. My wife at the time was in India, man, and there's 11 hours difference, and I'm calling her, and her dad's like, I don't understand why you're calling me about a fight. I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> this is in, the, like, in the stands, and it went on, and they squared up. Oh, it was absolutely crazy. Yeah, it was pandemonium. I, I but could, in the end, in the end, man, uh, yeah, man, uh, the, you're lucky about that, Jim Rain on your uh, punch, boy. Cause, oh yeah, because that 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 would have been lights out. Dude, for sure. I can't I can't think of anything like I know about all. I mean, and I've seen like you know when Steven Jackson's punched the dude and he kind of like pointed like, "Hey, I saw you, I saw you." He didn't see you, but I saw you. Like he hit him like, right. "No, I'm, I'm here, bro. Right. I'm, I'm here. I'm for it." And then, but when I'm looking at the crowd and that guy comes and he try to run, dude, Jermaine O'Neal is six nine, <laughs> who has a seven feet weak. How are you even thinking you gonna come close? And my man came and he slipped, bro. I mean, I'm telling you, dude, I'm, if he would just squared up and just fired off on the hip. Mm. Dude, that fool would have been mm. across the field. I mean, dude, it was like so wild. I, I Look, man, I was sitting there. I was eating my popcorn, man. I was looking at the whole damn yeah. thing, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. That shit was wild. Yeah. It was wild, bro. It, 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 <laughs> was. it was. It was. It definitely was. You know what, though? Hey, man, I, I appreciate you giving us a Detroit perspective. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you know, I don't like Detroit at all. No, I mean, no. But I will, I, but because you are on the show, I will give you a compliment. Yo, you guys announced it back then. He was, he was amazing. Oh, he's a, you know, he's, come on, Detroit basketball. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I give, I'll give you props. I hate to your, that. I hate I'll, that. I'll give you props to your, uh, your announcer. That's all I'm gonna do. And fun fact, um, that there's only two teams in the NBA history that have a winning record against the Lakers in the finals. That would be the, the Celtics and the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. Got credit. credit like hey man, I'm, I, I teach at Michigan State University. Dog Magic was my hero growing up. So. <laughs> It's a, it's a, I mean, that's an intimate tie when I was coming up, you know, and I loved Isaiah. I mean, I think Zeke Stills one oh, yeah. of the most underrated players ever, but man, Magic Johnson was uh, everything to me, man. Like Kobe is for young cats now. So I didn't have the hatred, but I love sweeping y'all in five games. Hey. Uh, yeah. Hey. It's okay. All right, man. Hey, all right. we all learn. Hey, hey, Chris, do, do, do what you got to do, man. Do what you got to do, man. You got to take out the trash. If you got to take out the trash, Chris, I'm not mad. We gave you one compliment, man. That's yeah. it. You don't push it. You didn't like the draft? Hey, man. Hey, we need the gong. I need that gong. I hated Luca Garza, y'all, and I watched the last two games in Vegas. I think he actually going to play in the NBA now. I never thought I would say that. But, uh, <laughs> that is awesome. That's that cool. is awesome. All right. Thank you, usual, thank you. Uh, awesome comments from our uh, people over there at the fan club. Now, 
uh, as every episode, as every single show, we close it out with an awesome segment that we all love here and everybody definitely on Clubhouse loves. So get ready to take part, everyone. This segment we call Money Mike's Out of Bounds, and it's pretty easy. Money Mike's going to share his thoughts or opinion on a subject, and he wants to know if his thoughts on that are inbounds or out of bounds. Money Mike, you've got it. Hey, I think this is a really pretty funny one, actually. So this is what I'm expecting to happen this year. Lakers going to win a championship. I yep. think that's, a, that's a consensus that we're going to win a championship. Yep. So if the Lakers going to win a championship, there are other awards that are going to come along with that, right? And I think one of the awards is going to be GM of the year. Now, am I out of bounds to say that LeBron James should be GM of the year <laughs> versus Rob Palenka? Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> let's go directly to the clubhouse. Yeah, clubhouse. Yeah, am I out of bounds to name LeBron James as GM of the year? Go ahead and blink your mic. Uh, you let me know who we're going to, money. And in the All meantime, right. hey, go, go, Crispy, what, right, what we got? Crispy. What we got? Come crispy. on, Crispy. Help us out. Dang, money. Mike, I'm going to have to call you on this one, man. You, Thank you. Definitely out of bounds. <laughs> um, Lincoln, he did his job. You gotta get that man his credit and his flowers while he's here. So um, hats off to Palinka, man. He did a great job with forming this. Awesome man, is it really Palinka though? You you know it ain't Palinka. Okay, Andrea, 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 help me out. Help me out. Help me out, Andrea. <laughs> hey y'all, how you doing? Hey, how, you doing? How, are you? how you doing? Good. Now y'all know that Hey, hey, Mamba, I see you blinking your mic and then problem you nets. No, what if it don't work? What if it, it crash? That's okay. You got to give it a shot. Hey, man, who, no, the question is, are we giving LeBron the, the GM of the year or? But or, he's saying it can't be GM of the year if it don't work. But, but see, we're not going to you know, know the, the well, awards. Did, but you the awards don't go before, before the playoffs. Before the awards don't, so we got a good record, you know. Yeah. That's what I said. So the war's gonna be given out before the before the playoffs end. Yeah. So so Mamba, it, 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 I'm I'm in balance, right, Mamba? No, LeBron deserves it if they do. Win. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, problem. problem. What's up? Come problem. on, help What's us out. Problem. Sweep. Uh, uh, my, hey, my homies, y'all are definitely way in balance, man. There you uh, go. I'm gonna ask this. I'm gonna ask this. Who runs? Who really runs clutch sports, man? <laughs> That's right. You know. You know what I'm saying? Like, who really wants sports? Who got, you know, a stake in sports? And who has a place, you know, plays on the floor with the Lakers? I mean, that and also, uh, you got to go ahead and give a shout out to Anthony Davis, too, with the, with the uh, Chicago connection. Kendrick Young, I, I personally coached him before. Oh, okay, cool. When he was, when he was a kid. When he was a kid. So that's why right. awesome. I, I got much more bias towards hoping that the, the Lakers win, you know. And I got to still, I got a relationship with his father, too. Mm. He's a great guy, great kid. THT, you know, they both played at Simeon. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what? We were we weren't on the air yet, but we were talking about how Caruso and Lonzo uh, team back up in Chicago, and they're going to be. Uh, we think they're going to be do pretty well. Terrorizing backcourt, yes, for real, for real. Uh, the backcourt's going to be great. The front court's going to be uh, anybody. All right, all right, Pat. I'm in bounds, right? You in bounds, bro? Right, I, I, I try to find a way to not be in bounds, man. But you know, bro, you in bounds. Like, look, like we can talk about like all these people getting like minimal contracts. Man, come on, dude. Let me. They're getting minimum contract because Palenka called him. Right. It's like because LeBron called him. Well, I mean, like, literally, literally, Carmelo said, yeah, you know, LeBron called him. It's time. And said it's time. And it's time. <laughs> so that didn't say Palenka called him. It said LeBron called me and said it's yeah. time. And he said, you know what? I think it is. And don't you come sign with the Lakers. Okay. So that tells you what you need to know. All right. So, all right, so all right then, come on. Oh, I'm going to say you're inbounds. But the, you. but the question is this. Does that rule Palenka out? No, no, it does not. Or does Palinka win it by proxy for LeBron? Oh, that's well. I mean, he's going to accept the award, but if you're not saying, <laughs> if you're not saying, I like to take a shout out to LeBron, the real, the real MVP. You the real MVP. Yeah. Like you the real GM of here. Like if he ain't doing that at the award ceremony, then he's doing it all wrong. 
You know what I'm hey, saying? So, so you telling me, man? And I love my boy Crispy, but he's the only hater today. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you don't have to call him he's a hater. Smart. He just disagree with. You know, he's just disagree. You see out of bounds, right, guy. Hey, much love to Crispy always. Much love. And um, right. I know before we shout out, before we get out of here, um, um, I know you guys are probably looking at the summer league. I'm really digging Reeves. I'm really digging McClung. I mean, I think we got. I hate that big one to go ahead and say, is he the Caruso? You know, uh, 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 a replacement. That's just lazy. Just because they're white, don't mean. Just, you know what I'm saying? That's just lazy. You know just what I'm saying? Like. Just because that. Don't 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 say that. And then also, I mean, I like I said, I like Reeves. I like McClune. And then if you guys haven't been watching or looking online, THT is looking slim and trim, and he's ready to go ahead and make that leap. If he makes that leap, watch out. All the other stuff that we got on the team, if he's that youth, that infusion of youth, and actually balling, we're going to be tough, man. So just shout out, man, when Summer League is popping, and uh, we're looking hey, for the Angela going to be on the team, too, man. He's going to make it. For him. He's playing I well. I mean, because Charlotte's like, man, this guy is well. great. Yeah, he's playing yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> I actually hope he does. I hope he comes into his own. Yeah, 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 I hope he does. All right. Well, that's another episode of the Profanity Nation podcast. Guys, Money Mike, Step Hat, thank you so much. Yours truly, Simsta, like I say, is always. Always, we are here every Sunday night, 8.30 p.m. Pacific. You can join us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, the Good News Radio Network, and, of course, Los Angeles Lakers Fan Club on Clubhouse. That's the spot to be. Yes, sir. Everyone you hear participating with our show here, they're on the Clubhouse, so that's where you got to go. Yes, sir. We appreciate it. We'll be here next week. Money, stat, peace. Yeah, it's the new era of man for some old school fans with a new school brand. We got money on the mic with the plan in hand. And step back to his left, they go hand in hand. And to the right, we got Simster, he putting it down. It's the profanity nation, we running the town. Yeah, it's the profanity nation. Profanity nation.